Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the I Know Nothing podcast. I'm your host, Allison Lind. I am back with some better audio, I hope. Um, It's not the best still, but, you know, it's a step up from last week. And this week, we... Oh, wait, no, I need to talk... Okay, okay. So, before we get into that, um, I know I said I was going to upload this episode on Monday, because I want that to be my, like, weekly upload day. Um, That's the schedule I want to follow. However, you know, time is relative in quarantine, and also I was experiencing technical difficulties last night, so we are filming this. I keep saying the word film. This is not a film. It's a recording. We are recording this on Tuesday morning while I drink my rose and hibiscus tea. Um, So yeah, it's a little late, but hopefully like once I get the hang of this whole podcast thing, it'll run a lot smoother, and my schedule will be normal. So yeah, anyway, that aside, this week we are going to be talking about auditions, the college audition process, audition tips, um, really just any questions that a lot of people had. I got so many good questions and I know a lot of people like wanted to hear me talk about auditions. Um, and it's also something I feel comfortable talking about because uh, I just went through the college audition process myself. So um, I can give a little firsthand experience, um, because I'm also still a noob, like, I will say, like, I have auditioned a lot for, like, the average person, but compared to, like, the pros, you know, people who are, like, literally getting paid to act, I've auditioned a mere fraction compared to them, so I'm still, like, a noob, um, but because I'm a noob, I have been able to learn Um, from my experiences and my mistakes and all that fun stuff. Hold on, I'm watching my dog and she is trying to get into trouble right now. Bella, just lay down, baby. Just lay down. You're okay. Okay, anyway. So yeah, the first segment of this podcast... No, Bella! My gosh. Okay, the first segment of this podcast, I'm going to be answering a few questions that I know um, some people had. Uh, and these are really good questions. Like, I never would have thought to ask. Hold on. Bella, sit down, Bella. No! Okay, now that that's handled, um, the first question I got, um, and like I said, I never would have thought to, like, talk about these or answer these questions. Um, the first question I got was, how did you set up auditions? And, um, I know they were asking specifically for college auditions, so... Once you've applied to the school academically, um, you will either get an email with a link to sign up for an audition or you will receive one after you've been academically accepted. It really depends on the school. Most of my schools, um, once you have submitted your academic application, they recognize that you um, are wanting to, like, major in whatever their program is so they will either bella um she's barking at herself in the mirror hold on anyway goodness this is gonna be one train wreck of an episode um so um you will declare that your major is we're gonna use bfa musical theater for example because that's what i auditioned for um so you're gonna declare that your major is gonna be uh, BFA musical theater and once you've submitted your academic application the schools will recognize that and they will either send you an email with a link to sign up for an audition or they will um, 
put one in your student portal, which you will get after you've submitted your application. So that is um, the first way and the most common way that you will get like the opportunity to sign up for an audition. Um, but the second one is sometimes you have to be academically accepted first. So I believe for Belmont and Oklahoma City, two of the schools I auditioned for, um, they didn't send anything out till you were academically accepted. Um, so that was kind of a longer waiting period. But also sometimes, like I know for Oklahoma City, you can go into the website and just sign up for an audition. They have a link there. So um, like with Oklahoma City, you don't have to wait to be accepted. <gasps> she just peed in the floor. Oh my gosh. Okay, I am back for the last time. Um, <laughs> I moved Bella to a different room because she was just causing so many distractions. Apologies for the interruptions. Um, it's just really weird because she she's like nine nine months, I think. She I mean she's okay. She's potty trained. She knows, but uh, you know she just peed on the floor to get my attention. So I cleaned that up. Um, and now we can get back onto what we were talking about. Okay, so. Yes, Oklahoma City um, did have a separate spot on their website where you could sign up for an audition before being academically accepted. Um, but that one I kind of had to search for and I didn't really know about it um, until my friend who was also auditioning. Well, Sarah Grace. I don't know why I have to say my friend. Like, you guys are going to hear Sarah Grace a lot on this podcast. She'll probably be like a guest as well at some point. So, yeah, Sarah Grace was also auditioning and she told me about the like separate link so really it wasn't like something that was like advertised but basically your admissions counselors will make sure that you have the right resources uh, when it comes to signing up for auditions because it is such a big part of your process and if for some reason like you have questions or you still don't know what to do definitely ask questions to your admissions counselors don't be afraid Colleges love seeing prospective students who are involved, and especially in theater, um, like, it's the business of being memorable. So when the auditors remember, oh, yeah, I talked to you a few weeks ago about opportunities in the program. Like, they, when, they, when you show that you're interested, um, it just runs a lot smoother for you. It never hurts. So don't be afraid to talk, because I was afraid, like for a while to talk to my counselors and talk to like people who um, were in charge of the theater program. But once you get past that, things work a lot easier and they, they're happy, they're perfectly happy to answer any questions you have. So once that's out of the way and you've signed up for, for your audition, um, schools will have multiple dates and sessions, obviously, so that you can fit them according to your schedule. Um, so like when it comes to like signing up for that, you know, just look at your schedule and it'll, you know, it'll fit wherever. Um, but if you need to change dates for any reason, I accidentally made a mistake and signed up for the wrong day for one of my auditions. Um, you can contact the school and they will be super willing to work with you and do their best to help you change it. Um, so that's another thing, like, don't be afraid. Like, I was, like, really scared that I just, like, wasn't going to get to audition for them. But they did make it work, and it was really helpful. So that's another thing, like, you know, just 
reach out to the schools. And maybe this is, like, this is pretty obvious, like, stuff that I'm talking about right now. But, um, it's always good to just be reminded, like, you know, little junior. Well, I guess I was a senior still. Little, little me starting this process, like, would have loved to hear this kind of stuff. Just to, like, be reminded that it's perfectly okay to communicate with these people. Like, just because... You know, colleges, like, even in-person auditions can feel like huge cattle calls. Um, so anything you can do to make the process more personable uh, will make things run a lot smoother for you. Um, so, yeah, that is kind of how to sign up for auditions and, like, the start of that process. The next question is actually um, two kind of working in tandem. Um, the first one is where am I going to college? Uh, and that is still confidential. Um, I'm still working out the details on some things, but I'm 99% sure I know where I'm going. I just haven't committed yet, so I don't really want to like put it out there. Just, you know, like chances are everything will like work out fine, but just in case like something does fall through or I end up deciding I want to go to a different school, I don't want to like put that out there until it's official. So um, that, you know, stay tuned on my Instagram. That will be out soon, hopefully. Um, I will be making a post about it when it happens. So yeah. The other question they had was, what is the average amount of people that applied to your major at all of your schools? And that's like such a good question because... Um, it's, it's just interesting to know, I think, but also it's a little scary. Like I definitely wouldn't, um, look this stuff up right before an audition, but oftentimes schools will say like how many audition or at least how many they're looking for. It really just depends on the school, but I did, um, as much research as I could on, I think I only did my top four schools. I could not find any information on Belmont, so... Yeah, um, I started off with NYU, which is the biggest school, um, and these, like, I don't know, their, their program is just really different from everyone else's, so NYU gets about 2,500 to 3,000 students auditioning, not including video submissions, um, and that sounds like a lot, which it definitely is, um, but also you have to remember it's a really big school, it's technically a state school, um, and they accept 300 students across all studios. They have about 10 studios, question mark. Um, so they have a lot of studios. Um, their class sizes are much smaller, however. So really, they're not much different from most theater programs when it comes to like your actual class size. They just have a lot more students in their drama program because they have so many studios and it's such a wide like range of degrees that they offer. So there's that. Um, the second school is Marymount Manhattan. They usually get about 1,200 auditioning and they say that they accept one in five uh, students that audition. So their auditions are kind of different. You sit in a room for the whole afternoon with about 20 people and I can talk about these auditions. Well, I guess this is the episode to do it in. So um, Marymount Manhattan's auditions I really liked. Uh, they're very workshop style. So you sit in a classroom with about 20 students and 
you like watch each of them basically audition and perform and the auditors will like work with them and see how they learn. Um, so it's really interesting. But they say that one in every five students that audition get accepted. Um, that doesn't mean that they take all of those students. And that also includes the BFA and acting. So it's not just musical theater. But for musical theater, their class size is about 40 to 60 each year. And it really depends on how many students they're losing, how many people are graduating. Um, it's, it's kind of frustrating because these numbers for most schools often fluctuate um, depending on the year. And it's also crazy to think like one year someone, you know, it, it doesn't really have to do with talent but one year someone could audition for a school and they'd be like well we already have like tons of people with that casting type so we don't really need this person but the next year they could have lost half of those people because they graduated and if you were to audition the next year like you would get accepted so it's really um confusing and it's such a game of chance but um, in the end you will end up where you're meant to be and I know that's such a like cheesy saying and it's hard to remember um but it is true, and the college audition process doesn't determine your worth or your abilities as an artist. Um, it's just another opportunity to get education and get training as a performer. So, yeah, um, moving on to the next college, I auditioned for Columbia College Chicago. Um, I couldn't get any information on how many people audition, but they are about the same size as Marymount. They have the same class size as Marymount, about 40 to 60 kids per year. Um, so I would assume about the same amount of people audition. Um, it's still a bigger city. It may be less um, because it's Chicago and it it's a really small school and it's a very like acquired taste um, because they have a really good like comedy program and... Um, their their program's just really unique. So that might bring in less students, um, maybe closer to a thousand auditioning for musical theater. Um, but yeah, I'd assume those statistics are about the same as Marymount. In the last school I researched, which I would also say is about the same probably for Belmont, because both of those are southern schools and they have the same like audition day process. Um it was the smallest school I auditioned for. They had like 1,500 students total, um, but it's still a very exclusive program. They usually get about 700 to 900 students auditioning each year with a 25 to 35 student class size. So they definitely have a smaller class size, but that also could be because they get less people auditioning. Um, but they also like do theirs kind of differently to be in the musical theater program, you have to audition for their music school instead of their theater their theater school. And that's the same for Belmont, so I'd assume those numbers are about the same. And Belmont's another one of those kind of like unique programs because Belmont is in Nashville where um, you know, there's like their music program is really really good. So being in their musical theater program would probably be a different experience because they put so much emphasis on music education. So there's that. Um, really, when you're auditioning for school, you're competing with, on average, about a thousand other students. Um, and that, I don't want to say competing. That's maybe a bad word to use because really everyone is individual. They're all on a different part of their journey. Um, they're all in a different stage of development. And 
really you're not competing with anyone but yourself and you're there to represent yourself as a student and show them um, what your strengths are and how you could continue to grow and learn and like show them your potential basically. So really I say competing, but you're not competing. Um, it's really just a matter of what they're looking for. So yeah, the last question I got, which is a good one, but it also kind of goes with a another set, like the, the last segment I'm going to do in this. Um, it's what shouldn't you do in an, in, in audition? I can't speak today, but that's fine. Um, obviously there are tons of things you shouldn't do. You shouldn't go dressed up as a clown or like, you know, something totally bizarre unless it's asked of you. Um, but the top things I would say in terms of like how you act, don't be rude. That is the biggest one. Never, ever, ever be rude. Because people are taking painstaking time to give you an opportunity to audition. And it's definitely much more time than you put into the audition. Um, and also, it's just like, people will remember how you treat them. And, you know, the second you're rude to someone, like, that's an automatic way to get put in the no pile. Um, it could get you nixed from other auditions just because, like you know, and, and this is more of like a general audition, not really a college audition thing, but definitely college audition. Like college programs don't go for divas. I will say that one of the best things I heard anyone say during the college audition process was the director of the theater to program at the theater program at Oklahoma city said he does not build his program from divas. Um, he does not accept divas. And I know that's like kind of, kind of funny but basically um if you go in there thinking like well I'm the best like you know everyone should give me the star treatment um it's it's not gonna work out like you're gonna learn really quick that's not the way to grow in the industry um or bossing people around goodness gracious okay so basically don't be rude to the auditors um it's just bad for everyone involved and I don't know just for like not even for yourself, but just for the sake of like everyone else involved in the process, just try your best to be kind. And that is something I will talk about later as well. The next thing I would say is don't argue or question the directions you're given. Um, oftentimes in an audition, and this is both college and general, the auditors will give you a change to make with your maybe your monologue or like whatever material you have, they might ask you to change something, do something differently. And they give you that change for a reason. And it's not because they like hated the way you did it or like think you're dumb and don't know what you're doing. It's because they want to see how you can take change and um, how you can like adapt to the instructions that they're giving you. And basically they want you to take directions well and especially in college auditions this is important um and it, I never was asked to like change anything um but I wish I would have been because that is the best way to show them how you learn and how you adapt and it might sound weird they might have you do something really like drastic and you're like well that doesn't make any sense that doesn't mean that you should argue with them because the people behind the table definitely know what they're doing the next thing 
don't come unprepared. That is like the biggest stressor I could put on anything, really. Going into an audition without your material prepared is disrespectful. It's a waste of everyone's time. And having music and lines and whatever material that you are given memorized is not an overachievement. It's not, oh, well, like, the other people aren't going to have it memorized. It should be a basic minimal expectation set by yourself, if not by the casting directors. When it become, When it comes to being professional, and this is... I mean, college auditions like are good because you get to prepare your own material and bring material that you think best fits you and your personality. Um, but once again, like have that pre- material prepared, and that's a little different because you have like a really long time to prepare, and you're definitely probably using the same material for multiple auditions. But anyway, like for general auditions, you will be given material, and you should have it prepared to the best of your ability because really there's no excuse in the end of why you didn't have it prepared they will usually send it out with enough time that they think you can memorize it and you will only leave an audition regretting that you were unprepared trust me I've been in this situation before you won't know what might have happened if you had gone in and given your best and like in the end you know in my opinion, it I'm able to sit with more peace about not getting cast in something if I know that I did my best and I put in all my work and it was like, oh, they, that's not what they were looking for. I wasn't what they were looking for at the time. But I've definitely been in the situation where I should have worked a little harder to memorize my lines and my music. And I didn't get cast. And, you know, the only thing that I can sit with now is that, oh, well, I didn't give my best and so that's most likely why I didn't get cast and I mean obviously there were probably other reasons too but like it's just the idea of knowing that I sabotage myself so never come unprepared because that is the quickest way to self-sabotage and ruin the experience for yourself the next thing and I think it might be the last yes don't get in your head I know it's a lot easier said than done. Um, Auditions can be stressful and very anxiety-inducing. But if you know that you've prepared yourself and you know you're going to walk into that room and give the best performance you can give and take whatever they throw at you, then there's really nothing you can do to improve your odds. And I know that sounds really, like, morbid, (laughs) but um, I know that's always something that's helped with me. It's like, in the end, it's out of your hands. And at the end of the day, it's really all up to the people on the other side of the table. Um, and it's kind of like going back to what I said about like being prepared. You, If you know that you've given your best, really there's no way that you failed. And I know a lot of the times that's what happens when like we get in our heads. We think, well, oh my gosh, like all these other people are better than me. I'm, I'm going to be a failure if I don't get this part. Like, You know, there's tons of anxiety that comes with that. Um, But you can never predict what the people behind the table are thinking about, what their vision is. Um, So really, just like, do your best. And also, don't let other people intimidate you. There's always that one girl at the audition who looks you up and down and is like, Oh, what are you singing? Oh, that's a cute choice. Like... You know, you know those people and then it's like, 
you're just like, oh, well, oh, like she's, she's really good. Like she's intimidating or whatever. And it's kind of annoying, but you can't do anything about it because like you don't want to start drama. I don't know. That's just a situation I've run into. Um, don't let those people get in your head. Just remember your own strength and be confident and like know that you are doing this to the best of your ability. And, um, in the end, that will be a lot more rewarding than like sitting and worrying about things that you probably don't even have to worry about. It kind of is also like along the lines of self-sabotage. Don't count yourself out before you've even like gone into the room and tried. So those are a few questions that I wanted to answer. And we're already at 25 minutes. Holy crap. This is going to be a little longer episode. Oh my gosh. Okay. Next segment. How does one audition for colleges? And I will make this super fast because I've already talked so much about the process. Basically, college auditions are stressful and scary and possibly the most high stakes auditions you have done and will do for the majority of your career. And there's a lot to think about when it comes to choosing a school, let alone choosing a theater program that fits for you. So the first thing I would recommend, and I mean, this is like pretty obvious basic stuff. You probably have already learned this in any like college and career readiness class you've had. Research. Find schools that are ranked well. Um, find programs in locations that you like or with certain aspects that you enjoy. So like, I know I want a very personal education with a smaller class size and workshop style. So Marymount Manhattan is my top choice. If you want a good comedy program, go to Columbia, Chicago. These are just examples, but research, ask around. Um, if you have any friends in colleges or like you've been to camps before, like ask people. If you know people who work in theater programs, ask them about programs they know or would recommend. So do your research, know your stuff, make your list. And this is also a pretty obvious one. Make a list of all the schools you are interested in and then rank them by your level of interest. Personally, I'm a believer in having a smaller list because I auditioned for six schools total and it was so exhausting. I could not imagine if you were auditioning for 20 and I know I met people who went to Unifieds. They had 20 schools on their list. Um, and if that, if you genuinely have like 15 to 20 schools that you really would be happy at and you know you would be willing to pay for and you know you would grow there, go for it. Definitely audition for those schools. But if some of them are just like, oh, well, I'm going to audition there because it's a good program or, oh, I know like a lot of they have good alumni or, you know, just like something that is just kind of average, like don't don't waste your energy auditioning for more schools than you need to and auditioning for schools that you would be unhappy at um but also you know everyone's process is their own so while I like a smaller list um I I don't know if that works for everyone and like there are some people who genuinely want to audition for that many schools um and on top of that, try, if at all possible, to visit at least your top three. Um, I lucked out because I was able to visit all my schools except Columbia, Chicago, because I had to do a video audition for them. Um, and then all this corona stuff popped up, so I never got to visit. But it wasn't really in my top choice for a long time. So try to at least visit your top three. Um, I was able to visit all my schools because I auditioned in person. I did not do unified, so I don't have a lot of like tips and tricks to share with you on that. 
Uh, I personally just didn't want to navigate that whole situation. And I enjoyed spending kind of like individual personal time at each school. Um, because it allowed me to be on campus, get the feel for it. I was able to tour the schools. And it's also okay, um, this is kind of a side note, but it's also okay to narrow your list down. I definitely started this process with, I think, 10 schools. And um, literally just before I even got to the audition part, I was like, no, I don't want to put in the work for this school. Like, I just knew I didn't want to go there and I didn't want to, um, like, put in work, extra work and, you know, use my energy to audition for that school if I knew I didn't want to go there. So, yes. Also, research each audition process. A lot of schools will have different requirements. Some will require a, an opera piece. Some will require one monologue. Others will require two. I know for NYU, they wanted two monologues, but both had to be contemporary. Um, they also give, gave me the option of a pop song as one of my two contrasting pieces. Um, some schools will require cuts, different cuts of music than others. Um, some will do 16, some will do 32 bars. So really, it just depends on the school. Um, and that's something you really, really need to research because, like I said earlier, you don't want to be unprepared for that kind of stuff. Um, and I know it can be so exhausting to, like, have to choose so, like, like, I had to choose, like, tons of different monologues and I had to find different cuts for my songs because every school required something different. But, um... You know, it's it's just the process, and by the end of it, you will have this stuff so drilled into your brain that, um, like, you'll never have to rehearse it again, honestly. But also, see if your program requires pre-screens. Um, a few of mine did, and definitely look at what they require for those. A lot of schools are starting to do a common apps pre-screen, so that they'll all have the same requirements and it will save you time, but not all schools are doing that. Um, there are a few schools who will still require like their own set of criteria, I guess, for uh, your pre-screen. Make sure you follow the directions on whatever, if it's the Common App pre-screen or if it's like the school's own, make sure you follow directions um and this is definitely like for all auditions in general you just want to be able to follow directions well but especially for pre-screens or video submissions because you have the time to do as many takes as you need theoretically um sometimes I know like life gets in the way and it's a little harder but theoretically you have the time to do as many takes as you need so there should be no reason why your pre-screen isn't the best take that you've done and also, there should be no reason that it doesn't follow the mold or the format that they require. And by the format, I mean um, some will require a certain framing. Some will want it up close. Some will want it far away. They may say like above the knees or above the hips. Um, so make sure you set your camera up correctly for that. Um, and they will want... Uh, different lengths for videos and definitely try your best not to go over any time limits um you'd think they'd be lenient on that but sometimes they will look at a video and this may not be the same for college auditions but when it comes to like auditions in the more professional world sometimes they will look at the length of the video and if it's over um they'll cut it and they won't you know sometimes they won't even waste their time watching that video so 
Um, never try your hardest not to go over any like time limits. Um, some will require that your materials be in all separate videos. Some will want like a song per video. Um, and so you have like two videos for songs and then like two videos for monologues or one monologue or whatever. So, but also some will want them all to be in one video like smoothly and some will want different piano entrances and just a lot of like different things like that. So make sure you read the directions on those because it's very important that you show them that you can follow their instructions. Um, but yeah, the, the, the quickest way for your pre-screen to get tossed in the no pile is for you to not follow the directions. When it comes to the audition day, sleep well, eat well, honor your usual routine. Um, for me, this was, don't attack me, this was eating a yogurt parfait um, and drinking some tea. And just, I know people are like, don't, don't eat dairy, don't drink milk like before your audition but it really has never like been a problem for me I don't eat dairy that often anyway um and it was the easiest thing that the hotels offered so that was like my little like fun routine but honor your routine do what you know is going to be best for you and your voice and your body um and do this all before you go to the school some schools will send out an audition schedule before the audition but if they don't then you'll get it when you arrive um, and make sure you read the website or any emails that you receive so that you bring the proper clothing for each. Most schools are pretty lenient. They just say like something you feel comfortable moving in for the dance portion and something you feel comfortable auditioning in. Um, but sometimes they do have like specific criteria. Um, they might want like all black dance clothes or black Leo or something like that. So just make sure you read that. Make sure you have the proper attire prepared, the proper shoes. Some schools will be very strict on dance shoes. Um, some will allow character shoes, but some will not. Just it depends on the dance floors and stuff. For NYU, I don't, we were not allowed to have character shoes. So just make sure you read that so that you're well prepared for that. And um, just try to stay grounded the whole day. Oh, Bella. She's back in here and she's crying. But make sure you stay grounded. It's going to be a stressful day, but you only get to audition for colleges once. And I know that, like, it's funny in, in the pretense when you're sitting there in the middle of an audition. You're like, yeah, that's really funny. Like, I, I'm glad I only get to do this once. But, I mean, really it is, like, a big milestone process. Um, so just try to enjoy it the best you can. Try to have a good time. Show everyone that you're excited to be there. You might even meet some new friends. I'm still in a group chat with a group of girls that I met at my NYU audition. Um, and it's really fun. And like, I've done camps in the past and I got to see those people at auditions um, for random schools. Um, so it was just really fun. Um, but just remember to give it your all and you can sleep somewhat easier knowing that you did your best. So those are like my other tips for the college audition process specifically. We've got about 10 minutes left. So I'm going to give you my top audition tips that um, I could think of. I wanted to do top 10, but I think I only got to seven and then I asked Sarah Grace for help on the others. So the first one is from Sarah Grace. She said, and this is like, definitely, make sure you pack snacks and water um, because the day will be lengthy. 
Um, most audition days start as early as 7.30 or 8 o'clock and you're there until 7. And they will most of the time provide food. Um, Marymount had a nice little buffet with like some fruit. They gave a list of restaurants in the area. Some schools will give you a free pass to their cafeteria or their dining hall. So, um, but also like you'd never know, um, what that, what food might be offered and you could get hungry in the middle of the day, or you might not have time for lunch, um, when they're offering it. So just make sure you pack snacks and keep yourself hydrated. Um, the other thing I'm going to just go ahead and give Sarah Grace's first, don't overcompensate with charm. This is a very interesting one that I never would have thought of like talking about, but if you don't think you're the best in the room, you don't have to cover that fear by laying on the schmooze for the director. This is a direct quote from Sarah Grace. It's better to honestly reflect how you'll behave at rehearsals day to day. Auditions aren't just for the final product, they're for the process. And that is, I mean, guys, Sarah Grace is the smartest person I've ever met, like no cap. Um, so I'm just really glad I get to share her wisdom with you. Um, carry yourself as you will during the process. This is especially true for college auditions because, um, like you're not there to be the best. You're not there to show them how much, you know, you're there to show them how much more you have to learn and they will see potential in you. Just go in wherever you're at in your journey. Don't try to model yourself after their top students or like something like that. I don't know. Like sometimes people will research to find out like what they're looking for. But really in the end, you don't know what they're looking for. There's no way you can know. As long as you show them who you are right now as an artist, they will see potential in you and they will know um, where you can go, how you can learn in their program and if you'll fit. So that is another one that's really good. Um, so those are Sarah Grace's two really good tips. Um, oh, I guess actually she kind of has a third. Um, be flexible. And I definitely kind of already have this. Uh, we'll talk about that a little more later. But be prepared for any time changes. Um, and that is definitely true. My Belmont audition day was so chaotic because I got my audition time. Hi, Bella. Hi, Bella Bear. I got my audition schedule and... I was looking and they had like information sessions and stuff. Um, I had like 15 minutes to eat lunch. And then on top of that, um, they weren't adhering to the schedule. I got to my vocal audition about 45 minutes early and they sent me in within five minutes of me getting there. And so sometimes that's just how like the day will go. People will be all over campus. It really just depends on the schedule. But um, so just be, no, Bella, gracious. Okay, I'm trying to like get this all done as fast as possible. I don't want this episode to be painfully long. But anyway, be prepared for time uh, schedule changes. And that includes like freeing up your day completely. Um, with college auditions, they are a little more lenient because th sometimes students have to be on flights uh, by the end of the day. So if that's an issue, definitely communicate that to them. Um, and they will do their best to like work around and get you in earlier if they need to. But free up your day. And this is more for like professional auditions too. You never know how long that process will take. They may uh, call you in for callbacks and it could be later that day. You know, so 
just be really flexible with your schedule and be ready to know uh, what you're going to do for time changes. And also, like I mentioned earlier, I only had like 10 to 15 minutes to eat lunch at Belmont. Um, but I also had snacks, so I was well equipped for the day and I did not starve. So those are Sarah Grace's amazing tips. Um, and then I will get on to mine. And actually, I think that it does put us at 10 tips. So my top 10 audition tips. The next one is be yourself. And I know everyone says this and it's much easier said than done, but it's definitely true. You are selling yourself and that sounds morbid, but you are selling your strengths, your personality, your character. You're basically telling them what makes you stand out and why they should want to work with you and essentially invest in you. It's a business. It's you are like a door-to-door salesman saying like, here's what I can bring to the table. So be yourself. And with college auditions especially, like they want to know how you as a person and how your personality will fit into their program and how you'll work with other people, other students that they have. Um, it's really, if you think about it this way, it's really the professors of that theater program are deciding if they want to invest in you for four years and if they want to work with you and help you grow for four years. So you have to sell yourself um, to them showing like what what you have to offer basically and where you can go, what your potential is. Um, the next one, be kind. And I know I already talked about this, uh, about never being rude, uh, but it's really something that should be emphasized because it's important. People will remember how you treated them and they'll talk. The industry is surprisingly small. Like I know people, um, people say that a lot, but it's like, it's like unbelievably smaller than you would ever think it is. For example, I went to a camp in New York over last summer and I met people at that camp who knew people, they were from California, and they knew people in California who I had met at another camp two years prior in Michigan. And that person that I met at the camp in Michigan, I later ran into at one of my college auditions. So it's just crazy things like that. Like, people know people. Like, even if it seems like there's, I mean, thousands of students auditioning for colleges each year, like, they know each other. And half the time, those people will probably all end up in New York or Chicago or LA. So it's much smaller and people will remember you and how you treated them and they can very easily say like, oh, we're considering this person for for the role. And someone can say, oh, well, they were mean to me one time. And just like that, you're off the table. So if not for other people, do it for yourself and your career. But really, I mean, you should want to like, be a kind person for the betterment of humanity. And also, oh, this is another example I had written down that I thought was kind of crazy. Someone, um, a friend of mine slash educator uh, who works at Theater Squared told me that there is n- not a lot standing between you working at Theater Squared in Fayetteville and you working at the Broadway theater behind the scenes for the Tony Awards. Like, that's how small the industry really is. Especially when it comes to, like, behind the scenes stuff and not performing. Um, I just thought that was a fun little fact to put in there. Like, you could go from working in Fayetteville to working in New York on the biggest award show of the year just by 
you know, changing your position a few times, your job, uh, your job position a few times. Oh my gosh, I'm stammering. But basically, that's, that's the really big tip. Be kind. The next one, be prepared. I know I've put so much emphasis on this, but I think it's because it's something I'm striving the most for. Um, and it's one that comes a little harder for me. Um, you know, classic teenage, like procrastination. Um, but auditioning is 90% of your job as an actor and as an artist. So you should put in the work for your auditions like you would for any other job. Um, this, uh, they know that you'll work hard and not only pull your weight, but go above and beyond in your efforts to make the production the best it can be. And that's what you want to show them when you go into the audition room. Theater is a community effort and you're the, you're only as strong as your weakest link and you don't want to be the weakest link. So be prepared. Next one. Remember your training. Don't let your nerves compromise your audition. Like you have to be confident that you have learned well and trained Helen trained well goodness and worked hard to be the artist you are today and you're only selling yourself short by like saying or thinking that you're the worst you know like if you think it you will be it if that makes sense like if you put out the image that you aren't good because you think you're not good people will think that as well so you just have to like be confident in what you got and never be afraid to keep growing and to be wherever you are in the process. No one is ever, um, like done growing. Um, I don't know why it took me so long to phrase that in my head, but no one is ever done growing. So just like remember your training, ground yourself, take a deep breath, connect with your partner and don't rush your audition. Remember your objectives and stay present. Like, you've got this. You, you've you trained for this moment. Um, the next one is don't be afraid. And I know I've also kind of talked about this. I guess these tips are basically like a summary of everything we've talked about, for the most part, in this episode. But it is, in the end, it's just an audition. And they're just people who really want the best for you. The people who are behind the table are not out to get you if you mess up or if you don't do your best they're not gonna send a hitman to get you it's not life and death so just don't be afraid of auditions like auditions I mean I'd like to think auditions can only help you unless you just drastically like like you're mean to people or I don't know you just do something really really absurd auditions can only help it's just another opportunity to be seen by others and in the end, you can know that you tried your best and you did your best and like you you regret, what is that phrase? It's like you regret 90% of the chances you don't take or something like that. So just think about that. Um, and don't be afraid to make choices or take risks in the audition. And I'm not saying to like throw everything you prepared out the window, but if there's an Um, a new action that feels like it makes sense to you in the moment, don't be afraid to act on it. Um, They want to see that you can intuitively make choices that feel right for you as an artist. It kind of goes along with like you being adaptable, which we will get to in a second. Um, Also, this is just like a fun little fact that I thought I would share. It says, do not be afraid over 300 times in the Bible. Um, So that has to mean something. 
just think about that for a minute. The next, uh, second to last tip I have is be flexible. Sometimes casting directors will ask you to make a change in your performance, which we've definitely talked about before. Be willing to adapt. The main reason they give you those changes is so they can see how you take direction and make it fit for you and make it your own. And the last question, uh, not question, tip that we are here for today is don't look for validation. And this kind of goes along with uh, what Sarah Grace was saying about don't like mask yourself with charm. Don't try to schmooze the director. Um, you don't need anyone to validate you or your skills. And when you are in an audition and you, you know, maybe they like say, oh, sing that cut again. And you sing it and you ask, was that okay? Or you look at them like you're doubting yourself. Like you don't need to do that. Um, I'm personally, I know I'm guilty of this. I actually asked um, one, I knew an instructor at my Marymount audition. And afterwards I asked like, hey, do you have any tips? Um, like on what I did today and she's like don't doubt yourself and that is so true because like we often doubt ourselves especially when we're being faced with um like a decision being made about us and for us um just know that you did your best and be confident in your abilities and the the auditors are not there to nurse everyone's ego you know like you just also have to remember, like, you can't seek the approval of the auditors. It's just really important for you to do for yourself and for everyone involved. If you're just confident in your abilities, you walk into the room, you do your audition, you leave, you say politely, thank you for the opportunity, and you get out. And there won't be any, like, bumps in the road if you just are confident and go about things um, like you know that you are capable. So that is everything for this episode. Goodness gracious, we're coming up on 50 minutes. This is way longer than I wanted it to be. But um, yeah, uh, stay tuned for a new episode, hopefully every Monday. Um, If you have anything you want to hear me talk about, hit me up on Instagram. Um, I would be glad to take recommendations or feedback or really anything. Um, And I won't keep this going any longer. So Thank you so much for watching. I'm Allison Lind and I'm signing off now. You have been watching the I Know Nothing podcast.